0: So it starts off when it says the names of the Bnei Yisrael, it says haboyim Mitzrayim it uses a lotion of present tense, that they're coming down now, and then it says Eish ishu then it says that they came down, it switches to a past tense. Rashi asks the Kasha, Rashi says, we know the famous Rashi, that Rashi asked that why are we going ahead now and listing all the names of the Shvatim if we already said it in Parsha's Vayigash. So Rashi says, because it's to show the Chiva of, Klai, of Kodesh Baruch Hu for Klai Yisrael, Nimshalullah Kachovim, that he calls each, even though there's a lot of kachovim he calls each one individually, he gives a name to each one. So it's repeating it again, just to show the Khavivas of Klai Yisrael. And the Ramban asked and the Ramban, he doesn't ask, but he says that's a good pshat, he says that, but that's Derech HaGadah. But al peep Pshat, he says that Sefer say Bereshis is called Sefer yitzira which means it goes through the whole creation, it goes through the Ovis, the Maisei of the Ovis, which is also a form of creation, because we know Maisei of a similar bottom. that all of the actions and all of the Maism that the Ovis did, that's just like a preview of what's going to happen to Klai Yisrael later on. So it's included in Sefer Beratius, because it's included in Sefer Beratius because it's a Yitzira. The Yitzira the Ovis did, the actions, the Maism that the Ovis did, that's the Yitzira for what Klai Yisrael is going to go ahead and do it now. So therefore, now that we're starting, Sefer Beratius was like the, the preview, and now, like we're starting the first act, we're saying that Klah Yisrael is showing exactly the actions of Klah Yisrael that they're going down. So it wants to go back to the beginning and it wants to start again. It's just, it's not a, it's just, it's repeating it again. Just to start off the process, this is what's going into Golis. And over there, even though over there, it says Yaakov Ivanov, here it says, Ace Yaakov Ishu Beis because it's an emphasis on Yaakov. So I think the shot is that when Caius role is now starting, like the Ramban is saying, that they're starting now going into Golos, and Yaakov Avinu was scared, everybody was scared that they're going to become mixed in with the Goyim, they're going to come into Mitzrayim, How do they know how they're going to survive? So the Pusik is telling us, Eis Yaakov this that they were able to withstand the Golos of Mitzrayim. they were Loishinu es Mavishim, Loishinu es Loishinu es Shimam. This, all this thing was because when they came with Yaakov, Yaakov, if you have a, someone who's a role model, someone who puts, uh, uh, who's very presence affects all the nation, uh, all the people around him, that person, that is able to keep you. The there was a mice with the Chavetz Chaim how towards the end of his life, he wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael and he came to Reb Chaim Reiser, and he told Reb Chaim Reiser, I, I have to go to Eretz Yisrael, I'm, I'm already old, I'm frail, there's not much I can do anymore over here. And so Chaim Moïse told him, pikein. If you're sitting at the head of the table, everyone by the table will have their acheretz. In other words, if you have that person whose very presence is able to make a roshim, so that lasts for generations. So that's what the Pasuk is saying. Deitaka came down to Mitzrayim. It's going back, and it's going again. But its emphasis is, "Ace Yaakov ishu beis ubo. that what kept him at that madrega of shalashinu es l'shainum, shalashinu es that was because Ace Yaakov. They had the presence of Yaakov. They looked up to him. And the, the supporter says, on the Pasuk it says, so he's, he goes through how the chashivas of each shvatim, and he says when they died, there was a sort of a, a slacking off on the madrega because they didn't have a person of the Adam, in the eyes of Hashem and in the eyes of Adam. The emphasis on Adam, because even by a, a person could affect an Adam. That if other people look up to a certain pe- person and that person is around, it automatically affects what, the way they act. And that's what the Pesach is saying. The Pesach is saying, now that we're starting the Golis and we're going down, we have to remember to keep this as much as possible to the presence of Yaakov, the influence of Yaakov and the effect of Yaakov, and that would keep us going to the Golis. We do find cases where a lot of Gadoilin would keep the picture of the Rebbe on their their desk, just like if he was watching, what would I do at this particular point? That's what the emphasis is on Ace Yaakov, that they had originally come down with Yaakov. The, par- the Parashah continues and it says, al that Paro at this point, the Bnei Yisrael, Paro Vayishvatu, Vayokom melechodesh, and we know there's a Machoikis, Rashi brings down, if it was a, a new king, it was because Shug, but the Medrash says that really what happened was, the Mitzrayim actually came to Paroi, and they said to Paroi, Paro we gotta do something about Klai Yisrael, we gotta get rid of them we gotta get rid of them And Paroi said, Shaitim atem, yeshoytum. Yosef was the one who were living off because of Yosef all these years. How can we go ahead and go against him now? We're, how can we do such a thing? And they said, okay, if you're not gonna, if you're not with us, you're not with us. And they fired him, so to speak, and they fired him for three months. Three months later, he came running back to them and he begged them, please, okay, I'm willing to do whatever you want. And therefore they reinstated him on his malchus, and that's what it means, Vayokam Melechadosh. That he was reinstated, that's what it means, Vayokam Melechadosh. And After that, he did terrible gezerah. So he went from a person who was not going to touch Kla Yisrael at all to a person that was a king that did tremendous hachzerahs. He put the babies in the bricks. We know the the avdus that he was put on on Kla Yisrael. So we know that there's a a mishnah in Oves. The mishnah says, and the Rav says, why does it start off when it says Ovis? Ovis, we know, is talking about Musser. It's talking about Deir Echeretz. It's, it's talking about ethics. That's not in the Torah. What's the emphasis on? Why does the Pirkei Ovis have to start? Moeshe Kibal Torah Messina. So it says, the Rav says, that there's a lot of nations that have their own code of ethics, so to speak. They, do it, they make a code of ethics. Every nation has a code of ethics. But if you, the code of ethics is based on what they think is the proper thing to do. Whereas Klai Yisrael is saying that even our code of ethics is it has to be based on what the Torah wants from us. And the, the reason is because once a person decides what proper mitis is, what's, so then if, if he decides that it needs to change for the betterment of the government or for the betterment of the malchus, so then it changes. It could go, it could go we find a lot of times that we find in, in even nowadays where they have... Um, organizations that start and they start with a code of ethics, but when things start being pegea in them, or they start having personally, it takes away some of the power, they go completely the other way and they act with a tremendous amount of riches. So, Pyro, at this point, he came, it's an interesting thing, it's because the major says atem. he calls them sheutem. he doesn't call them that you were because you're going against the ice. He says you because this is the way we do things. The way we do things is somebody does us a favor, so we have to reciprocate, we have to give them the same thing, just like I guess in the Mafia. The Mafia also, they have a certain code of ethics, right? But that's what it was, it was a certain culture, but once he It was Pagea in Para's own cupboard, and he needed it to go back. And he had to go ahead and do it, so that fell off. And he was able to go ahead and act the way he wanted. Right, so that's what happened. So that's what, it was It was never really part of Pare. Pare never really felt that It was really part of the cultural thing that they decided this is the code of ethics. So once it was Pagea and his covet, so then he went completely the other way and his true colors came out. The contrast that we find that it says Whereas the and, uh, and Miriam, what happened was that the Pusuk puts an emphasis, emphasis on Vatirena aham says That means they could have said, we have to listen to pare," And it would have manifested itself in a case, let's say there's a kid that's not so, he's not going to make it. They look at that kid, he's a weak kid, he's a frail kid. They would, if a kid needs something extra, they wouldn't give him something extra. They had that opportunity. But it was vateren aham yaldei Because their midas, so their direction, their their hachaim, was based on Yira. So then it turned out, this is what we have to do now. That's the contrast. So when a person has certain midas and he has certain tendencies, the tendencies or the midas that he acts with, the that he acts with, the he acts with or the midas that he acts with, has to come directly either from Yira Hashem or the midas has to come from the Torah. That's where you see if the midas are real midas or if the midas are based on the tendencies or the culture of the time. The posik says that they were and Rashi says that the reason why they were called Shifra and Pua was because they cooed at the babies and they they made nice to the babies they cleaned the babies so it seems interesting says uh, Rav Shmuel Zofsky says that this is what we're calling Jehovah and Miriam that they were able to cue at the babies they were able to clean up the babies so Rav Shmuel says That Taka, when the person does what he's supposed to be doing, what he was created for, so that's the biggest maila, that's what the woman was supposed to do, so that's the biggest maila. I don't know if that will go over so well in today's uh, generation, but so maybe there's a a a medrash that says, the medrash says that when a Baruch Hu is boichen for gedula, when a a Baruch Hu wants to give somebody an opportunity for gedula, he looks at the ketanim, the dover ketanim that he does, the things that people don't think are too important. And he brings the Medrash brings a raya from Moshe Rabbeinu and from David, that they were both a raya, And when they were shepherdizing their sheep, they would take each sheep, need they would give each sheep what it needed. This one needed this grass, this one needed that grass, another. they were individualized, and they took care of every little thing that this sheep would need it. And that's what the major says. So you see that at Baruch Hu, before they became a monarch, before Moshe became, became the monarch, before David and Melch became the Melch, he looked in the little things. How do they deal with the little things? And Mikha Meliot says, brings a Rai, he says that was one of the Asara Aruge Malchus was and it says that he, even B'Shaas shmad he was killed for that, he was B'Shaas shmad. he would gather people together and he would teach Torah Barabbim, and he ended up being killed for it. And he was talking with Rabbi Yosef Ben and he came over to him and he says, what's going to be with me? What's, how am I going to get to El Mabo? So he says, let me hear, let me hear something that you did, I'll let you know, you know I'll let you know if you're going to go to El So he says, that there was a time he was a Gabbai Tzedakah and he was collecting money for aniyim and he was giving out the, the money on Purim. And some of his own money got switched in. It was a suffolk, if it got switched in with the Gabbai's money. And he gave it over to the aniyim instead of keeping it for himself. So Rabbi ben Kisma says, Ah, if I could only be part of your chilek, if I could only have your girl. So he asks Rabbi Destler, he says, this is, we just got through saying how he gave his his and nefesh to be doirish, toir barab and bishas ha More than that, he says, Rabbi Yosef B'Kistna is the one in the Mishnah that says, if you give me kol zahav a kesef, I'm not going to leave from a Makam terah. He had no chashivas, Rabbi Yosef had no chashivas for money. So what, what, what was the big deal that he did this? So it says the Mikhtav B'Liyot that if you want to know the premius of a person, if you know don't what the essence of a person, you have to look at how he deals with the things that nobody knows about, the things that are quiet, and the things that are very small that people are not nageya. Even if it, there is some sort of l'shma, by bimakal by, kilus, by, by teaching Torah barab and bishas But there is, to various degrees, there's always a certain element of shaloy lishma. You get a tremendous amount of Sipic. You have a certain Islavist to do it. It's not a chlorariah. A A chlorariah is that if you do a dover cotton, then you know that that you're you're the gula. So it could be by by Yocheved and Miriam, they're they're in charge over here, they're in charge of all the kids. So when you give a kid, you drop a kid off to the babysitter, you don't know exactly what's going on. You give a kid, you come back, and you pick it up and everything's good. It looks happy. But you don't know what happened when the kid was a little bit crying, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Nobody's going to know about it, what she did, in done. But if that person is able, at that particular time, to do it, that's where you see the godless of the person. And that's why it's called specifically Yecheved and, and, and Miriam are called Chifra and Puah, precisely because of this point. Because that's what they did. They took care of the little thing. They looked at each kid, and, and each mess that each kid had bothered them, and they were able to take care of it. Because that's where you see the premise of a person. That's where you see the godless of a person. So Moshe is born, and it says that Miriam, they put her, they put in Moshe. The three months went by, but spino, they were not able to hide him anymore, and they put him in a box and they put him by the Yam, by the by the Nile River, and it says so Miriam was waiting there to see what would happen. And says the Gemara that she was waiting for. For Moshe Rabbeinu, but that's started the Kla Yisrael, in the, in, before they traveled, they waited seven days for Miriam to finish with Tsaras. So it seems a little bit disproportionate because she waited a little bit for her brother. How many people wait for their brothers? It happens all, almost all the time that a, a sister will wait for her brother. And because of that, she was to, to have seven days waiting for her. So I saw from the Bar Moshe, he brings down that if you look at the Gemara, the Gemara says that it calls the, uh, by, by, by the Shirah, so it says Miriam Hanavia Achoys Aaron. Miriam the Nevia, when she was the Achoys Aaron. What does this mean? It says, B'Shaw, that at the time she had a Nevuah when she was only Achoys Aaron. When Moshe Rabbeinu was not born yet, but she had a Nevuah that also said that they're going to have a son which is going to save Kla Yisrael. And when Amram divorced Yocheved, so she came back and she told him, you, you, you're killing not only this harm, you're killing the future of Kal Yisrael, you're killing them, everyone. And they got remarried. And Moshe Rabbeinu was born. And when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, the house was filled with ur, the was were light. Amram came over to Miriam, gave her a kiss, and said, was in the v'nevuaseh. When they ran into the trouble and they had to go ahead and hide Moshe and the, and the Matriam were coming to kill him. So it says, Topchal Gresha, he gave her a, a uh, a bang on the head and said, "Hey, What happened to your nevo? What happened to nevo?" And on that, the Gemara says that when means to know what happened with her Navua. So, in other words, what he's saying is that he's not giving the sechar for waiting. That's not true. But Miriam, with a strong amuna and Betochen, she was waiting for the shechina. So to repay that amuna that you had in Hakadosh Barakul, so the me that connected me, you have amuna in me. So I'm going to wait for you as well. That's what it was. It was schar of Amunah. And if you look at the netziv, the netziv actually says, but he goes through the process of how well, they, they put him in the box and they put him in the yam, that it was all with Amuna and betoch. They were not nervous at all. He says the first day they, when they took him out to the yam, take him out of the house. It says that if you have a sakona, take him to a different place. Was, there would be more hashgacha. The lotion of atosim basuf, He says, if is a lotion of very calmly putting it in, it wasn't out of fear that they were doing it. It was just to see how it would play out. But he was there was no. Shot at all that there was a chesaron of, of amuna, and that's what I mean. they also so that we we're repaying Miriam's amuna. That just just like she had amuna, in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so that amuna was a midah kneged midah that Hakadosh Baruch Hu would go ahead, and wait for her, and when Basi as you know stretched out her hand right, she made the effort, and it was in the skyim that she picked up the, the teva. So it says vatiftach She saw the Yelid. And the, and the Nar was crying, and she had pity, and then she said, It must be that this is from a Jewish child. So it's interesting that when it says, we're talking about the Nar. So once we're talking about the Nar, let's continue to talk about the Nar and say, And then, Why is before? So you see that sometimes, let's say a guy is driving down the, the highway and he sees someone stuck. So, but, and he doesn't really want to stop. So he's got in his mind, he's got already 20 terutzum, why it's impossible for him to stop, right? So here too, very, um, Basia could have said, I'm, I grew up, my father made a how could I do this, right? Oh yeah, she had all the ty- right terutzum. But the idea was vatach malolof. She said first, she had, the first thing was once she, had, once she knew that she was going to do the Chesed, she had, she had on it, and she was going to do the Chesed, now we'll have to figure out what the Eitzah is. So that's going to cause a problem, what's going to be? But the idea is first and then, then we'll worry about the details later. And, and, um, Ramey Alblin says an interesting thing. He says that this Rashi says, Rashi brings the Gemara, that when it says Vinaya it was Koila Kenar. His voice was like the Nar. Other the, the Gemara says maybe not like that, because then it's a psol for havoid, it's a mum. So he says, Ramey Alblin in his chachma says this, that Koila Kenar means that when you have a child and a child is crying. The child's crying only because of what he needs. Right now he needs food. He doesn't, all he knows is he needs food or he needs something, and that's why he's crying. But Basi was able to tell in the koiloi that the koiloi was like a nar. Because once you reach a nar, so then when you're crying, you understand that there's other things to cry about because of yourself, and other people are in sorrow, or a bad thing happens to other people. You're able to, at that point in life, you're able to be a, you're able to cry because of other people. So Basi and her chachma was able to see that the koile was like a nar that his voice, the, through her crying, that it was, he was concerned about the matzavah of Israel. And that's why it says, M'yaldei Ha'ivrimzeh. When she saw the concern of this baby, that the baby was able to cry, it must be M'yaldei Ha'ivrimzeh. Even the Chaskuni says that it was a V'nei Anar the, the Balaturim says, and the Chaskuni said that it was really Aaron. Vineyanar Anar And the simple pshat is that she saw Aaron crying, so she put two and two together. She saw Aaron was the brother of, of Moshe, So if, he, if he's crying, So then it must be Mialde They're both Mialde Evrimze. But like he's saying, it it could be even better that when Aaron was also crying, right, that's also a mile of Kla Yisrael, that Kla Yisrael is able to have Rachmanis. So when she saw B'nai and when she saw Aaron was crying over Moshe, so then it must be Mialde I just heard a story recently that there was a fellow that worked. He was an Irish, he had an Irish name, a McCaller for something, and he worked in a a restaurant, in a very fancy restaurant. And he noticed that after the restaurant, obviously this is before. well, before Corona, but they, it was he was working in the restaurant, and he noticed that a lot of the food they would just dump it after it was done. Everything that was left, they were dumping, and he came up with an idea that on his way home he passed by a certain um, place where there was homeless people, a certain building where people stayed. He says, "Why should I throw it to ra- Why should I throw it to waste? Let me go and I'll take the food and I'll bring it to this to this house." And. Kachava. So he went at the end of the day, he picked up all the food that was good, and he brought it to the thing. And there was a Schweizer lady there that says, I'm not taking it, I'm not taking it, I'm taking it. Everyone else took it, everyone was help, happy to get it, but she says, I'm not taking it, I'm not taking it. And they asked her, why not? He said, because this guy's Jewish. He says, Jewish? I'm McAuliffe, what do I have to do with being Jewish? And says, I'm telling you, I'm Jew- you're Jewish. And he comes home, and he asks his parents, and the kachava he I was born Jewish. And he comes back the next day to the lady and to the Shreit and says, how do you know I was Jewish with a name like Mikolov? How, how do you know I'm Jewish? He says, only a Jew would do that. A Jew should take food and use it for other people. That has to be a Jewish, a Jewish uh, element. They have to be Jewish. I've never seen anybody else do such a thing. And I knew you were Jewish. You could have a name like Mikoloff, but I knew that, that's called that you were Jewish. That's what he said. Once they saw that she was crying, so crying for Yana, that's already a uh, um, Then you know that, that, that she's Jewish. So they took Moshe Abeidu and they tried, the Rashi brings down, that they tried to pass him on to all the, um, the, the nurses that were Matrius and they didn't do it. So Miriam came out and says, I'll get you a Menikis, a nurser from the Jews. And Rashi brings down, why didn't he want to drink from the, why didn't he want a nurse from the Matrius? Because Pesha also the Daber, Mashkina, how could the peh that's going to, in the future, that's going to speak to the should be nursing from a goyesha woman? Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetzky points out that if you look in halacha, it says a halacha is brought down, this halacha, that it's better not to be yoyin from Matrias, from a non-Jew. And the goyin brings down a raya from Moshe Rabbeinu. The m'karp to that halacha is from Moshe Rabbeinu. And uh, says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetzky, what do you mean? There Rashi says, because peh she'oseh ledaver can't be Yoinik from matrius. So how can we bring it down to Halacha for Kuliyam? So he says, when it comes to Chinuch, he says, when it comes to Chinuch, you have to make your house, or the surroundings of each child, like this child could be Roy L'daber and That's the way you have to make your Chinuch. Your Chinuch in the house has to be in such a way that every kid could be Osid L'daber and That's what it means, that's what's the Tevar Chinuch, that you have to go ahead. Of course, you can't put the pressure on him, but you have to do the surrounding, the, the environment, the, the shalom is the way of the house, the, the happiness in the house, or the, what you strive for, what's important for you. If you make that in the house, so that you have to make it pure so that every kid should be And Heitake says that, I think they say over from Yav that when a pregnant woman would walk in, he would always let her go ahead. You might have, you might have the Mashiach in you. you might, your kid might be Mashiach. Very emphasis on. On on the on the path, so it's also the that every kid has that opportunity to be peh the davar So Moshe Rabbeinu goes, and he, we know that he was brought to the palace of Parai, and he grew up in the palace of Parai. of Paray. And even though he was in the palace of Mitzrayim, he was vayar b'sevloisim, he was noisel ba'al He went out and he helped the people. Nosan ainu right? He put his heart and his mind to it. And when he saw Maka Ish mitri, he stepped in and he did what he had to do. This is not Nagar for the parish, but it's a, it's a cute maissa. You know, like this maissa. Uh, Avi Schick told me that his father, Marvin Schick, who's not alive anymore at Tatal, was a very big askin. And years ago, Rip Schneer called him down to a meeting that they were having a BMG, because BMG needed to, to regroup to this and this. And they had a plan with a committee, and they had a president of the committee, and they were going to do certain things, whatever it is that they were going to do to get the yeshiva back on its feet. And they were at the meeting. And some of the people were upset, or not upset, but they wanted to be more involved. So they would speak up and say, I'll do this. I'll do this part. I'll do this part. And Rav was nice. So he says, OK, you'll be the co-president. You'll be the co-president. You know, he wanted everyone. He didn't want to embarrass anyone. So Marvin Shik turned to Rav and he says, it's Mamush reshvaket from Aposik. So Rav said, with possek. He says, if you look in this week's parasha, when Moshe Rabbeinu came to kill the Mitzri, it says, va'yif and koivakoi. If you're going to make this one a koi, and you're going to make this one a koi, and everyone's going to be a koi, then it's vayar ki You're not going to have anybody. Nobody's going to on anything. <laughs> so, but Moshe Rabbeinu goes to the Mitzrayim, uh, and, he, and he saves, and he saves, uh, I heard from him, and he saves Yisrael, and he ends up marrying Yisrael. And the pusik says that when, before Moshe married Zipporah, who is the daughter of Yisrael, it says vayoyel Moshe, Rashi learns that he made a sure that he's not going to leave without permission. But the Medrash says that, that Yisro gave Zipporah to Moshe to marry on condition that the children will be Oyavinavaydazar. <laughs> At least the first child will be And he made and a So, what does this mean? That uh, Yisro was already. In part of Ka Yisrael already, he was a nidui from all the other people because he was not an oivir avodah zara anymore. So what's he asking for? What's, what does this mean? Moshe Rabbeinu. was I asking that it should be oivir avodah zara. So Rabbi Shimon Schwab says He says that it was a fundamental machoikus between Moshe and Yisrael. Of course, Yisrael didn't want him to be avodah zara, but Yisrael's mahalach, the way he came to Hakorah, the way he came to Amunah Bashem, was he tried out every single oivir avodah zara, and he went through each one. And when he went through each one, he realized that they weren't good. Until he came to that Korah, that the Jewish religion is the right one. So he wanted that, not that they should be over the sure, but he wanted that you should not teach him anything. You should be Mechanach, the kid, to try everything. Go around and try everything. And this way, he'll come to that Korah on his own. And that's why, when later on in the Parsha, when Moshe Rabbeinu finally goes back to Mitzrayim, and Gershom, the oldest son, did not have a bris mila, And at that time, the malach came to kill him, and Sipar had to give him a mila. Why didn't, why, what happened now? All of a sudden, I mean, he was around for a while. There was already another child, right? So he says, because that's, now is the time that Moshe Rabbeinu had to do it, because he was removed from what, chino, what the chinuch that Yisro made him do. So right now, you should have done the mila. You're out of the house already, so you don't have to listen to the chinuch anymore. And that's why at that time, there was a punishment. And Moshe Rabbeinu was fakir. No, Moshe Rabbeinu held... We teach Emmunapshuta. First, that's the way we maki. this is the way we do things this is the way it has to be, afterwards, you know, you could, you could deal with it. But we don't get involved in being in other things because who knows, it's like if you have medicine, right? So you don't try every single medicine to see what works. You're not going to do that because once you get involved in different medicines, who knows what could happen? Who knows how it could affect you, right? We don't know about the vaccine. Who knows how it could affect us, right? So, so but that's what he held. And the Chassam Soifa says that we say, a-kenu, and then we say, a-kenu. first, you have to know, and he could stop being the Irish Michal But the idea over here, that was the Machlekes. But Moshe Rabbeinu made a Shvua, and that's the way it was, so that's where way it had to be. But Avada, it wasn't going to be Avada Zor, but it was a fundamental Machlekes between Moshe and Yisrael. The Moshe Rabbeinu knows, takes the roya and he, and he finds the sneh, and he sees that there was a sneh boya b'eish and, and Rosham Shem Ravol Hirsch says, that from the pasuk says that the snare was balabas esh, was in the middle of the fire. So he says some people learn that the remez is that klai yisroel will never get burnt by snare and uka Kla no matter what happens he says that can't be the pshat because it's not talking about that the whole snare was burnt that the whole snare was burning and it didn't burn the eish was in the middle of the snare there was an eish in the middle of the snare so he says that an eish represents the shechina whenever you find that the shechina comes down. Esh represents the Shekhinah. By Harsinai, it says, it says right? the Torah represents the Shekhinah. The esh, or the Fire, represents the Shekhinah. So what he's saying is that people think that for Hashroah says there has to be a Kodesh Kadoshim, you need a Koyin Gadol, you need a, you need a Yom kipper. That there should be Ashura Sashchina. So he wants Dafka put it in the Sneh, where the Sneh is nothing, right? The only thing that the Sneh is used for is to, to make a fire. They can make a fire, but it has no purpose in itself, it has no growth to it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to show that the Shechina is even in the Sneh, specifically in the Sneh, because the Kla at this time, they're at the memtes Tumah, they're, they're, they're down, Bein Baruchni is, Bein Begashmi they're at a low level. So they would think to themselves, well, who am I? I'm going to have the Ashura Sashina, Hakarosh is going to come down to us. So specifically, Akash Baruch put a, in the sneh itself to show that the Shekhinah is everywhere, and he brings the Medrash, that the Medrash says that there's no place, that there's no Shekhinah afilu asneh. even the sneh there could be, just to represent this point, that in every matzav that there is, there is a sneh. And it could be, if you look, it's an interesting point, but when Moshe Rabbeinu says, Asur no ve'ereh, madu alo it's like a simple question. Why isn't the Sneh burning? Right? Obviously, there was deeper meanings in Moshe Rabbeinah, but it's a question that every normal single person would ask. You don't have to be Moshe Rabbeinu. So it could be that that represents the same concept that every single person has that ability to see the Hashua We should go, just have to go look at it. We have to go look at it. But it's to represent this point that the Hashua is is everyone. So one, 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 one more, quick one. It's a Moshe mipanov. It says that when Moshe Rabbeinu heard that the Malach came to him I love Malach Hashem, right? So and he saw that the, that the snare was Hakadosh Baruch So it says Vayaster Moshe ki mehabit el He was scared to look at Hakadosh Baruch Hu. a is really in the Gemara, but the Medrash brings down the machlekes. Was Moshe Rabbeinu right for Vayaster Moshe? Some people say that. He gave such covet to the Shekina that you couldn't, you didn't want to see the Shekina. It was such a great covet. B'sechar Zeh, you were zeichet to, because of B'sechar Vayasdeh, you were zeichet to Ponem Alponem to HaKadosh Baruch, and B'sechar this, Kioreh, you were, the people were scared of Moshe Rabbeinu, <in> he <Hebrew> had the Karanar, he was zeichet to unbelievable things. But the Ahad Mahanama says, Moshe Rabbeinu had an opportunity to know Ma'la, Ma'la, mala he knew to the whole Seydus HaOilam, and he had that opportunity, and he turned himself away, that's why later on, when, I, when the Meshur came to HaKadosh Baruch, when he said, Show me the way of the world. I want to know the side of this. Tadik for Raleigh, Roshavitayla, Akbarish Baruch Hu told him, You had your chance. And Vayas Moshur Miponav, you turned away from that. I, I gave you an opportunity. You didn't want it then. You lost your chance. You're not going to get it. But the Medjush fears always that he did get some sort of schar. Right? He did get some sort of schar because of Vayasta Moshur This The Svasemis so learns that, of course, that Moshe Rabbeinu knew what was happening. It wasn't like he made a mistake, and he, he, he was vayastir. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. But he felt that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to get these horrors or mal-mal, or to get these soydus, and to understand these soydus, on, on, from a, as a matana from a Quran balko. He wanted to go ahead and work on his own. If something works on his own, then he, it's Kayam la'ad, says. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, it wasn't pshat that he, he, he missed the boat, like he missed the boat. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he felt that for his own thing, for his own reasons, that he didn't want it to have a Timur Matana, all of these, these soydus, and therefore he wanted to work on it on his own. So that's why, even though he didn't get the Malamala, Malamach, all the soydus of the Bria, but he got some scar. There was a scar, the fact that you wanted to do it on your own, come to a little bit scar from a Kodesh Baruch that you're going to get, that I'm going to give to you on your own. I just saw a Maisa where Belyashif, that he was offered to be the sandic, I think of his great, great grandson. And he didn't want to go. He says, I'm, I'm learning, I'm gonna go. So they told him, it's a skula. They tell you if, you, if you're a sandik by your great, I don't know how many greats it is, but your grandson, whatever the skula is, you will be to get it one day, but you go straight to Olem Havoh. So Rebbe Lashef says, my whole life, I'm trying to get in through the front door to Olem Havoh. You think now I want to go in through the back door? So that's the idea. So the idea is that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to go and that way I'll be McQueen, okay share.